This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If. Only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery, like McKenna, brings a top-tier lineup. With Leaf Davis-esque delivery right to your door, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only thing left to say is, you win. Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get rewards points delivered too, so that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only by app at participating restaurants. 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello and welcome to the Blue Monday podcast, discussing the sound up or down since 2015. I'm Richard Woodard and you're tuning into our live ITFC Q&A, the show where you set the agenda. Joining me to discuss the latest going on at Portman Road, two men who feel like new signings every season on the pod, Joe Fares and Craig Fimbo. And can we, straight off the bat, I was, I've, my first question is, what have we been up to since Charlton? But Craig Fimbo, we've been growing facial hair uh, hello to you by the way and talk to us about your beard it's, it's <laughs> do you want me to talk to you about my beard yeah uh, I, that's all i've been doing basically for the last uh four four or five weeks is doing that now we've had some work done on our bathroom so i went about a month without having a mirror so i thought sod it i'll take full advantage of it and um you got native grow it. Well, that's yeah, good yeah. as well. well. We'll we'll pad while Joe Fair sorts out his life. He's is is a last minute. Addition. I'll be back in one minute. Yeah, do you want me to remove you from? I'll remove you from the stream. There we go. Professionalism is, and that is what we want. Never mind. Um, as we said, this is our live Q and A. We've got plenty to talk about. Um, let's start by getting stuff in the comments as well. We we go where you want to take us. We're here as long as you um you want us to be. We've got plenty to talk about. I'll do a kind of a chronology of the news today. It kind of feels like. I mean, it's pretty much a month since Charlton, Craig. Um, it feels like ages ago, um, and suddenly things are springing into life excitingly, aren't they? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, and even before the the transfer windows actually officially opened, yeah, you know, it's been has been pretty dead, you know, for the three weeks, which is fair enough. People have been going away on holiday; they're allowed to take holidays and stuff, and it's that sort of hinterland, no man's land of contracts not quite finishing and contracts not being able to be signed yet. So. There's always going to be a little bit of a lull in proceedings, just a bit of a pain kicking the pants when you're seeing other teams still um, in your division, still playing games, I suppose, isn't it? But uh, that's uh, probably a good thing to see Sunderland um, disappear into the division above. It's one yeah. less big club you'd hope for us to worry about next year. Yeah, well, as, as we say, we want to hear from you. So if you want to talk to us about... Um, we've obviously got the all the teams going up and down. So if you want to talk to us about away days at... 
the likes of Forest Green and Exeter and Port Vale. We'll happily talk about that. We'll obviously talk about new signings. We'll talk about um, players signing contracts. We'll talk about exits as well. Um, and if, if like Skip and Charlie, you're impressed with Craig's beard, then why not give us a thumbs up if you're watching on YouTube <laughs> just to let us know that you're there. Um, great and to if have you think so it looks rubbish, also give us a thumbs up. Yeah, why not? A thumbs oh, yeah. up either um, way. Funnily enough, my wife is probably going to log on specifically to do just that. I'm not a fan. I never mind, Craig. Hang in there as long as you can. Um, Joe, uh, thank you for joining us and thank you for sorting out all of your home logistics. Talk to us about this is a bright, this is 18, 19 away. Yeah, it was a shirt that looked pretty terrible at the time because it had that garish Magical Vegas sponsorship on it. But I managed to pick up one with no sponsor on, and it looks hey. it looks a lot better without a sponsor on it, I, I would say. But still not one of the M classics, I think, because we were so crap in it as no. well. It doesn't doesn't help a shirt, does it? But it gives you a nice orangey glow, doesn't it? Like you've been <laughs> like you've been tangoed. So that's all good. Mm. Let me take us through. Let me get everyone up to speed, and then we'll. Um, we'll crack into the questions and um i've got stuff for craig and joe but then um as we were saying at the start get stuff into the chat and we'll um we'll dive into that as soon as we can so in in chronological order um first bit of news uh, substantive news that we weren't aware of already was wes burns signing a new contract until 2025 then caden jackson signs a new deal to 2024 luke wolfenden signs a new deal to 2025 um We've got new deals for some young players, including some contract extensions. Tommy Hughes with a six-month deal. No surprise that Tyree Simpson's one-year extension is triggered, albeit with a view to sell. Tawanda Chirera's um, contract also extended and certain speculation, which um, Joe might enlighten us on later on about him. Then uh, the news that retiring Man United keeper Lee Grant is joining as a first-team coach. Turns out not necessarily to the coach the goalkeepers we could talk about that that's an interesting um little situation there with him coaching outfield players um which i quite like and, and in terms of the first substantive bit of transfer news guys at the start of the week freddie ladapo joins from rotherham on a three-year deal um 29 year olds uh, then we've got a double header friendly announced against afc wimbledon which i really like for the men's and the women's team we've got uh, TWTD, I think, have reported that Adam Ate has resigned his post as under-18s manager, um, albeit the club is yet to comment on that. And um, We can maybe talk about that if folk want to. Obviously, he's, he's had a good end of the season coaching the under-18s. And then getting us right up to date, um, new, newly signed contract, Wes Burns makes his, his debut for Wales in their UEFA Nations League game against Poland. And then this evening, thankfully, officially, uh, Dom Ball from QPR was confirmed joining on a two-year deal and on a free transfer. So there we go. There is everything um, that I think has happened, that, at least of note. Let's start very briefly, Joe, because obviously lots of comments about this as well. Talk to us about Dom Ball. Yeah, um, it's a signing that sort of came out of... I, th- I think a few people had sort of put his name towards us. It seems one that... Would have, would have been a popular signing when you when you looked at some of the people linking it there. And then sort of early today, I think TWTD and EATT broke the news saying that Don Ball will be signing today. There was no, we like him, that might be happening. It was he is signing today. So it was obviously f- um, further advanced than most people would have considered at the time. And lo and behold, later tonight, he has just signed. And 
conducted a very impressive interview on the club's channel, which I'd urge anyone to go and watch once they're finished watching this, not now. But um, yeah, so good, good pedigree player. He, he came through the youth system at Tottenham, worked with Kieran McKenna there. And play went out on loan to Rangers. I think when they were in the second tier in Scotland, sort of played a lot of games there. Rotherham, Peterborough, less successful spell. But then he's he's gone to um, QPR and played a hundred Championship games over the last three seasons. And you look at the, their fans; they're all. I, I think it's it, they're not like devastated to lose him in the fact that they think he's a brilliant player that would send the team. But they all felt he was a really good squad player to have someone a good character to have around the place and. Like I say, you look at his career, he's 26 years old. He's played a lot of football. He's played for Northern Ireland sort of from under 15 to under 21 level. He then played for England at under 19 and under 20 level. This was all when he was at Tottenham, so sort of really good pedigree on the youth side. He seems to have be a guy that's got a lot of interest off the pitch as well. He's completed a business degree in recent years. He's written a book over the last five years for one of his friends that um, sadly died age 26, I think, and um, sort of five of his friends, they all chronicled their journey to try and make it as professional football and with him being the big name that that did make it to professional football and he said he's his next task is he's going to learn Spanish. So there's a he's obviously a guy who's very very got a growth mindset off the pitch as well as on the pitch. And like I said, we've we've seen the graphics that I think have been on Twitter with regards to the type of player he is. I know not everyone would have seen a lot of him in the championship, but it's he's very much a ball-winning midfielder. He's someone that will com- compete defensively, win a lot of duels, get the ball and, and pass the ball simply but effectively. It's all very high pass completion percentages, but very high amount of short passes as opposed to sort of long-range passes. So he's, he's not a he's not a goal scorer. He's not a assist maker. He is someone that will win the battle in midfield and give us the ball to play, which. I think if you put him in there alongside Sam Morsey, I think that's a pretty, pretty formidable championship midfield. That's a fierce yeah. prospect at League One level, isn't it, guys? Mm, and it's definitely, um, I'm sure this season there'll definitely be an element of horses for courses for the games that when we need to win games from the back of it, he may not play. He may be the one that comes in when we need to, in the tougher games where we need to make sure we get the ball as much as we can and give it to players to play. But no, a very, very good pickup for me. Like I say, a lot of games in championship, 26 years old. The only thing I was surprised that it's only a two year contract. It was noted on the club website yeah, at 26, but yeah. Uh, Greg, let's talk about um, Freddie Ledapo. Possibly uh, Joe mentioned the re- reaction of QPR fans to Dumble signing for, for us, uh, maybe a different perspective from Rotherham fans, but we've got history um, when it comes to players leaving and joining us and reading too much into that and being proven wrong. Um, obviously, a, a, a forward of, of decent pedigree scored goals for Rotherham. Um, talk to us about this one and your perspective on it. Yeah, funnily enough, actually, as, as Joe was saying there about um, QPR fans saying that um, ballers were a good character to have around the place, you can pretty much flip reverse that for the fans of both Rotherham and Plymouth, funnily enough, as it goes, with regards to... Uh, Ladapo, Ladapo, Ladapo. Um, he's got a, a pretty hefty um, CV behind. He's got a Frank Nubelesque list of um, clubs. Um, he didn't. His, his career didn't really sort of take off or take shape until about four years ago, four or five years ago, when he was about twenty-five years old. When he he moved to um, Plymouth. Um, mm. He's say he'd been here, there, and everywhere from from Colu to various non-league teams on, on loan to Kidderminster to Margate. Um, 
well, I think he, he played once for Crystal Palace, come on at Old Trafford. Um, so he must have played play one game in the Premier League. Um, and I say, yeah, so then he's, he's a lot of, lot of loan moves, went to South End, did okay. Then he, like I say, got his big move ish move to Plymouth, did very well there, and then got a, a subsequent big move to Rotherham. Um, so he's sort of, you know, there's plenty of um, highlights on online. You can, you can, um, Google it, YouTube it, etc. Just looks like a he'll, he'll run defences. You know, he's a, as you as you say, he's six foot two, so he's a good size. He'll run defences. He'll get shots away. Um, a lot of the goals he scores are from within the six yard box as well, um, which is probably a good thing. Um, the Rotherham fans suggested that his his pace had now gone, but again, you know, we'll take that with a uh, you know case of <clears throat> case of sour grapes potentially. I think as ever with these things, as you sort of allude to, Rich is. We'll judge it for ourselves, show you know. Let's let's get him in the building. Let's let's get a few games behind him, and then you can um, let your own eyes be the judge. Um, it'd be quite interesting actually um, to see and w- what other people think actually in terms of how he'll fit into the squad. You know, is he here to be the main man? Is he here to be one of two or three equally um, statured strikers with Jackson and a another or? Oh, is anyone? Actually, are we still expecting a a bigger name um, to come in and, and be our be our main man up front? I suppose it might depend on the formation that we'll play. But so I'd be interested to know people's thoughts of um, how we see that those striking um, vacancy or that last striking vacancy that we think we're going to have one more coming in the door. Where they'll sit in the whole in in terms of the structure of uh, who's who's here already. It was something that came up in our in our Telegram group as well. Dan Connors, who did a, a, a poll and asked how how the McKenna will use the the forwards next season, and most think it will be a, a couple of strikers who share the most minutes. But um, well, no, it was forty three percent of those polled said said that fifty seven percent thought there would be a lot of rotation, and and it's not a, a bad thing really, unless uh, unless someone makes the shirt their own, which wasn't really the case last season. Well, not the, certainly not the second half of the season, was it? I think you know, first half of the season, Bond came from nowhere to 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 grab it for him, and we, it may be the case uh, again. I would have thought that we'll personally, I thought we'll, we'll probably play the same formation that we played um, when, since McKenna joined, with the with the one up front and the two two stroke three behind. You know, we we had plenty of chances to play a different way and didn't take it. So I think we'll be heading in the same direction in that respect. So it may be that um, any more another vacancy appearing will be that uh, attack midfield and number 10 position if Selena um, doesn't rejoin potentially. Yeah, well, we can speculate on that. And as we said, um, we'll, we'll go through the comments now. Um, really keen to hear people's views on how um, Freddie Letepo will be used, how Dom Ball will be used, thoughts on other areas of the squad that need strengthening. Let's get into it straight away. First off, Charlie D. So big question, who's made that new black training top? Have I missed something? I think the one that Don Ball was voted in was a brandless bit of benchware, if that's what you mean, Charlie. Yeah, there's a lot of them. There's a lot of Ipswich Town brand own branded stuff over the um, at the Suffolk show where I was yesterday, and in the club shop, I think that they've done a new sort of big range of it. Maybe the new kit suppliers are going to be given as much benchware, effectively as Adidas did, and they're going their own way on that. I don't, I don't know, but there's a, there's a lot of Ipswich Town branded stuff there. I think that's if that's what you mean, Charlie. Let us know in the comments. If not, um, definitely some. Here we go. Um, beard stuff, as always. Yeah. Any comments? Thumbs up. Either way, on Craig's beard is what we want. Um, 
James, great to have you with us. Um, we are back, albeit briefly. We'll talk more about further content throughout the summer, but yeah, it feels ru- felt rusty doing that intro. I'm, hopefully it didn't come across, but um, it feels weird to not have done this for a while and then jump straight back into a live show. Never mind. Um, there was a question. Sorry, Rich. There was a question earlier. Oh, that one. Get in there. Get in there, Craig. Don't worry. I've, I've not forgotten how to do that bit. Um, FBI Tractor, good evening to you. The two signings strike me as players who fit the type of play we need in um, to fit KM star rather than stars who don't have plan behind them. Agree, Craig? Did I read yeah. that correctly? Yeah, I think, yeah. Well, so what FPL Trek's saying is basically they're, they're not necessarily um, shiny shiny things that we know that we can go and sign, so we have done. Um, hopefully they're, they're being signed to fit into a hmm. you know, an agreed structure and, and way of playing and that they'll, it may be that we will get a more condensed, um, higher quality squad that is fit for purpose rather than a bloated um, squad just because, you know, we could sign these people, we ended up signing them and couldn't find a way to, to fit them into the team. So, yeah, I say time will tell. Obviously, we'll find out through pre-season how, how things click. Um, but, yeah, I think these are, so, you know, solid, um, if not spectacular signs, but that's not necessarily a bad thing. No, and I quite agree with you. Maybe lessons have been learned from from last season. Um, let's have a look. You're right there, well, I think also, if you um, look at, um, the two signings we made in the January window, so McKenna's only signings so far, were Dominic Thompson, who played the majority of the games in that left wing back role to the end of the season, Tyreek Backinson, who definitely fitted into that midfield role and maybe played more games because Lee Evans was injured, but he signed two players that came into the, the way he wanted to play, where last year and in previous years, it's just been a case of signing who's available and trying to make something work, hasn't it? Yep. What else have we got here? There you go. Endorsement, show this. To Mrs. F. Craig, there you go. Distinguished, <laughs> you not my just, words. Let me just quickly screenshot this. Hold on. Yeah, yeah you thank you. Done. Um, evening to Flim Flam. Um, sorry, I'm late. Watching the club interview with Don Ball, yeah. And we're um, very much um, uh, excited about what he's got to say. Um, really good interview with the club there. Um, Rob, evening to Rob. Um, thank goodness we got Burns tied down before his performance today for Wales. A lot of very interested fans of championship clubs on Twitter lobbying their clubs to look at him. Um, Worried, Joe, or not happy? now? He's on his new contract. Yeah, he's um, we've obviously got another three years with him here, and what that also does is protect his value. If somebody comes along and offers stupid money for him, then we will accept it. But the the new contract makes the money required makes it needs needs to be stupider than what it was before. If that makes sense. Now he's got he's obviously been given a you'd well you'd assume he's been given a good pay rise for his form that he's shown last last year. So. I'm, I'm sure he's earning more than a lot of the championship players, especially at the bottom end of it. True. So, but if one of those top end championship clubs wants to come in and pay for him, then rather than three million, we might be saying four million now. <laughs> and he did, and he did play well, didn't he? This this evening, and um, it was mentioned in the Telegram chat that he was playing left on the left, out of position, uh, making his debut a, against a, a decent. We're in number nine as well, Craig. Attack. Yeah, we're in number nine, and Stevens just put a, a comment in there saying exactly the same thing in that he was playing on the left. So you know, I think that all just you know, adds to the performance itself. The fact it was out of position, you know, completely opposite side of the pitch. I thought he did really well. Can we have for next season? Yeah. Well, as Craig messaged, yeah, is this solving problem for us? Maybe not. Um, I suspect. Um, Stephen, um, evening to Stephen. Also says Craig, um, higher quality striker. 
with no disrespect to Ladapo, who's, who's more, I would say, more of a forward than an out and out striker, if that makes sense. Um, and a left back needed. Thoughts on that? Yeah. Yeah, I think so. I think certainly with, the, with regards to left back. And I say, it would just be interesting to know, we, we haven't yet, the transfer window isn't yet open. So I think it's just quite an interesting, it'll be interesting to see the, the next striker that does come in the door, whether he's going to be the stellar nailed on um, starter or whether he's just going to be someone else that will fit into the, the system along similar lines to what we've already got. It's quite intriguing to, to know that now we've got more of a, a recruitment team in place with the data analysis, etc. whether we're hiring on the back of the data that's available to us rather than hiring on the back of a name, if you see what I mean. Yeah, I quite like, I, I quite like the link, which is uh, just a speculative link with George Hurst. Um, that's the kind of stature of player that I quite like. But um, I'm also thinking send, sending thoughts and prayers to Joe. He needs caffeine rather than whatever's in that glass for you, Joe. Um, uh, any coincidence, guys, that, um, I don't know if you clocked it. Spin drift, lovely. Um, I've got a bit of neckled on the go here. The both Ladapo and Ball are six two. I thought that was an interesting angle. Obviously, something we've debated on this pod for a long old time is the lack of physical presence in our squad, particularly in centre mid, but also in set pieces and so on. Is that something that is being addressed through recruitment as well, maybe, or am I just clutching yeah, yeah. at straws? Yeah, I yeah. can't imagine. I can't imagine it's a coincidence, coincidence. that they're decent. You know, decent stature, decent sized um, guys. You know, you don't you don't want too many shrinking violets. <clears throat> Although to be fair, Sam Moore's is five foot six and doesn't tend to uh, shirk too many tackles, does he? Um, but no, I think you're exactly right. And um, uh, in, t- in terms of the the left back, so again, it'll just be interesting to see whether it'll be a a Dom Thompson type of left back to do a job. But, you know, again, we just don't know how the two wing backs are going to whether both be flyers, whether one will allow again, like Burns did for the last two or three months of last season, he wasn't playing wing back, was he? He was playing right midfield, if not, if not right of a, of a front three. We shall see. Um, Joe, this is one for you. And we mentioned it at the top of the show as well. Charlie D shame that Ate has gone. We need to caveat this by saying no one has confirmed this at ITFC yet, but TWTD feel confident enough to report it a bit of speculation as to where he might be going, but let's just reflect if it is true on his, what he's delivered for the club coaching the under 18s over the, the last few years, six, six, some successful years. Yeah. Last, last two years, especially where obviously two years ago, we had the run to the FA youth cup semi-final where we lost to Liverpool in the end, but beat some really good sides on the way there, Fulham, Sheffield United, and also the under 18s won the league cup this, this season and they came third in the league, but, it's been a sort of a difficult season because there's so many there's been so many players out on loan that a lot of the under 18s have been playing for the under 23s and so there's been sort of an unprecedented amount of schoolboys playing for the under 18s and we still we still came third in the league and but for I don't know without going into too much detail but for Charlton putting out a reserve team against Colchester in the sort of penultimate game of the season we'd have probably come second in the league but no it's, it's, it's it'll be a loss to the club and we we need to see really where the academy's going because We've lost, obviously, Lee O'Neill from the top of the academy, Adam Ate, Kieran Dyer. These guys have all gone. John McGreal's come in. There's, there was an advert in for the academy manager posted out the other day. From what I heard, there was a flood of applicants for that, sort of 60, 70 applicants in for it. Wow. So hopefully there. But it, it does feel like the academy is maybe at a stage where it needs to sort of be 
not broken down and started again because it is still still producing players at the top end of the academy. But I, I do think from sort of what you hear at the bottom end of the academy, maybe sort of below the under-14s level, it's, we're not getting the players. You're maybe just about getting Suffolk, but you're losing out in Norfolk to Norwich. You're losing out in Essex to Colchester even now. And it's a sort of a bit of a concern that we're having to sort of pick players up at 14 from sort of London-based academies rather than sort of the early ones because the best players are surely picked up from there. So you, you worry that things are going to catch up with it. And I think it does need a sort of a bit of an overhaul at the moment to really sort of push it on and start again and try and push for Category 1 status. But I think we need to cement our Category 2 status before anyone can start thinking about that. Yeah, it's... Uh, and and the rumours, I guess we can talk about them, is maybe that he's got a job at a Category 1 academy. How significant is that, do you feel? I guess we can't begrudge him if that is the situation, can we? No, and I, I, like I say, it's one of these things that when you talk about it, it sounds negative, but it's not intending to be. But like when Kieran Dyer said, there was no real pathway for him anymore from the under-23s to the first team, there wasn't. And I think that's the same about Amate, really, in that there is a new hierarchy in place from Bristol from Bristol City and their men are the guys that are going to push on. And John McGreal and Rene Gilmartin are probably good examples of that, that they've come in from that side as opposed to the ones that were left in here previously. So I, I don't see where Ate's sort of future would have been at the club. I don't see that he'd have gone on to be the under-23s manager and then the first team manager. So getting out and getting into a Category 1 academy is a, sort of a big step. You look at... Someone like Mark Kennedy, for example, who was our under 15s yeah, coach. Well, yeah. Or no, he was our under 23s coach, went to Man City to be their under 15s coach. That's, you'd think that's a massive step down in football terms, but now he's a League One manager. Where, in the opposite dugout, wasn't he? Shiny where, new dugout. Yeah, to go from yeah. the sort of under 23s down and then back there. And I, I think some people may underestimate just the difference between the Category 2 and the Category 1 Academy, the, the profile, the games program. And so I think. Maybe they don't want to go, but they've got to take the opportunity there. Yeah, Great. his stock's his stock's never going to be higher than it is currently, is it? And you've got to look at it from a a personal, private development perspective. You know, he's he's got his own career to to think about. So if he's going to he's going to make a jump to a as Joe's saying in a, a character one, then now's the time to do it. You can't begrudge the guy, and you you probably can't put any blame on the on the club either. You know, it's just one of those things, and it's just a parting of the ways. Yep. Worth mentioning that if you are um, interested at all, Ukraine leads Scotland um, in their, you, um, is it is it World Cup playoff? Yeah, it is. Yeah. Uh, one new plays Wales. Wales. Yep. Can someone put the Johnny Depp Amber Heard result in the uh, uh, I'll put that at this breaking news scroller across the bottom. No, I will not. Um, United are rubbish. <laughs> yes, indeed. I'll put that in there. Um, Charlie D also saying, I know it won't be as busy last summer, but I do think there are quite a few new faces to come. Your thoughts, guys? Uh, do you want to give me a number? We've got two through the door. Uh, we've mentioned a left back. You've mentioned a number 10, Craig, and a forward. That's three. Anyone giving me more than a three? Put it in the chat. What, what's your kind of number? I think there'll be a goalkeeper out. I think Cladkley will go and another goalkeeper will come in. I think there'll be a left back. I think there'll be a, potentially another central midfielder, another striker, and a, maybe another forward, another forward player if um, if Piglet is to go. What about Celine? Okay. Selena replacement? Yeah, I'd have him maybe more as the midfielder, if that makes sense, Celine. I think we'll get in a sort of maybe someone who can play as a 10 and back and maybe look, maybe more as a one behind two rather than two behind one at times next season. So... 
overall your net position, Joe? Was yeah, I think four. Yeah. I think yeah, I think yeah, three three more. I think because I think three I had Pickett to go out, so yeah, I think plus three from here. Craig, are you um, are you any higher than a three? Higher than a three? <laughs> um, <laughs> fantastic! My God, the season has only just finished, and we're already got the impressions in. Lovely job. Um, I've got to do something. Now Kirk's gone. Let's you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, I can. I, I'm trying to still work out Joe's maths, to be honest, in terms of in terms of net. But yeah, if we're replacing replacing Flagkey, aren't we? We're potentially replacing Selena. We're potentially replacing Piggott. Um, so in terms of new, I think maybe only just the left back and then the replacements replacements for the others. I'd have thought. Okay. Unless there's any and again any unforeseen replacements, if if any bids coming, etc. Yeah, sales and so on. Yeah, let us know in the chat what um, Stephen gave us his his, his view. Um, what you what you cracking into, Joe? Just another spin drift. Oh, there we go. Professionalism is this is what we want. Um, keep going. Um, yeah, make sure you yeah good angle on it. Um, FPL tractor. Uh, I tell you how well Craig's beard suits him. Loving this, Joe. Good pouring action. I didn't notice it until you mentioned it. There you go. Um, evening to Michael in Brisbane. Good day to Michael. Um, looks like money is very tight in the championship. Seems plenty of clubs are cutting their squads. Is there is is there anything in in this from Michael's perspective? Obviously, the championship is always a little bit batshit crazy. No, I think he's definitely. Way. I think he's definitely right in that. There's still this COVID hangover in there. You look at a team like Bristol City, for example, who had relied, no, probably not good for us, but who had relied very heavily on player trading a couple of summers about that high player trading. And they're in, they're, they're in trouble, really, I think, in getting their finances sorted out. Reading is still a basket case. Birmingham yeah. is still a basket case. Obviously, Derby have dropped out now. But there, there's going to be... Now would have been a really, really good time for us of our investment to have been back in the championship because I think we've been able to move quite quickly and I think Sunderland will move quite quickly up the table. Yeah. Craig, anything to add on that one? I think we agree with that one. No, absolutely. Um, Skip's going for left back. He wants two strikers of 10, um, but he wants quality rather than quantity. I think that's fair enough. Even to Robert, evening lads, how are you lot doing? Um, are you all pleased with the two new signings? Um, who next in? Andy Carroll is his suggestion. Uh, who wants to talk about Andy Carroll? I, I saw he was in the papers the other day. He's on a stag do, wasn't he? I think it was his own stag do that he was, was in it? bed with some other woman. But too drunk to do anything. He may, he may yeah. not be the character. The allegedly. Type of character allegedly. Allegedly. Sorry. Um, My host's spidey sense kicked in there. Sorry, Craig. Go on. No, so he may not be talking about character earlier on about uh, Don Ball, etc. He might not be the type of character you want in and around the squad potentially. Maybe so. Um, Don Ball learning Spanish asks FBO Tractor for when we send him to Barcelona for fifty million. We can we can hope. Um, Dan Connors, evening to Dan. Ball sounds like a goose type role. Agree with that, um, Joe? I've got I've got stats from our good friend Oscar, ITFC Analytics. If you want me to. Put that on the screen. Let's see if I can find the right yeah. one. He's good on the interceptions. I think when you when you noted, noticed it on there in the defensive play there, I think maybe he's a little bit more combative than Scoose, but yeah, yes, similar in that in that style. But he, he can also has played centre back and has also played right back. Maybe he could be cover for Danashian in that sort of right of a back free role that can sort of play on that side there. But no, I, I think I think he's more combative than Scoose, but probably similarly reads the game well back there. Yeah, and he I did mean, a bit, in, in, bit in, more in your in your face, isn't he? Sorry, I was saying yeah, a bit more in your face. Whereas Skews was just a master of reading the play rather than needing to 
face up to people, wasn't he? The king of the interception, yeah, and but not the king of the crunching tackle, maybe. Um, and we're saying that even in his interview, um, Ball mentioned that he likes to start attacks as well, and I think maybe that was a criticism, perhaps, of Scoose's game if we were if we're being harsh. But there you go. There's there's the comparison there for you. Um, Dan, uh, what else have we got? Yeah, Stuart, needs a Stuart. Comes across as a really solid professional. Yeah, we're really impressed from that interview. And he's and he's excited to to be here as well, which is also good as well. Yeah. And, as Joe and said, though, about, with him as well. Sorry, as Joe said, about two years. It's been interesting to know whose who's, um, choice that was, the two-year contract. Well, I had a look back. And when he signed for QPR, he only signed a two-year contract there as well, which is... Maybe that's sort of the length he wants. He's obviously somebody with a lot of interest outside the game. Maybe he doesn't want to tie himself down for too long as well. Um, talking about Ladapo, I think Skips asks, playing closer to home will be a back, big factor for Ladapo. He will be much happier, I'm sure. Um, that's got to be a factor, guys, that we possibly undersold with all the new players coming in last summer about gelling, um, to use the G word, and being familiar. But Craig, that is, that is a factor as well. You know, he's... He's he's born in Romford, still lives in Romford, and was I assume has always lived in Romford, and and I guess he wasn't commuting to Rotherham from there, um, but nevertheless, home is where the heart yeah. is and all that. A stuff. David McGoldrick type commute potentially, maybe. Isn't it? Maybe uh, I think someone said he, I think I spoke to some Rotherham fans and they said he had a flat up there, but I think he was back in Romford a lot. But it's got it's got to be a, a factor, hasn't it, Craig? They, these are human beings after all. Yeah, that's right. That's right. And I say, if he's if he's just got to travel hour and quarter up the A12, um, and he can say still a bit home with his family and stuff like that, it will it will count for a lot. Um, I don't think we can claim him as an Essex an Essex boy, can we? I think Romford had decided there, London a little while ago. Oh, I'm not going to get involved in. I'm not going to get involved in local boundary politics. disputes. Yeah, border boundary disputes. Uh, Craig, I'll stick with you on this one. What um, Charlie D? What will happen with Edwards and Harper? Do we have room for them? I hope so. Yeah, I hope so. Um, again, it's, it's up to them, though, isn't it? Now, I suppose you know the ball is firmly in their court to to stake a claim for a place in in pre-season. Um, shame that um, Edwards was was injured towards the tail end of last season because it would be interesting to see where he would have where he would have fit in. You know, we've we've spoken before about whether he could potentially do the left the left wing back position. He can obviously play further up the pitch. Um, they're both of a very, still of a very, very good age. That's one of the things I was, um, as you were saying when you were talking about um, Hurst um, as being a potential signing. He's more of the age that we thought that we would be signing this summer. I suppose and it's the the early twenties with, with potentially um, sell on should they should they do well for us sort of thing and or or to to grow with us as we hopefully fingers crossed. Um, Proceed through through the division sort of thing. Um, could you play so, yeah, Harper no, I, further I, I think, up? Just sorry to jump in. Could we? Could Harper do a role further? You know, we talked about a number ten who can maybe play in. But yeah. is Harper maybe that player? I, I, yeah, maybe. I, I, I don't I, I, know. I don't... If he didn't particularly strike me as being that sort of player. I know he got, he got pushed into that number ten role probably by default more than anything else as we were scrabbling around. That was under Paul Cook's towards the end of Paul Cook, wasn't he? He was come on at Lincoln, I think he came on, didn't he? As number ten, did all right. Um, yeah, maybe he didn't particularly strike me as a, I say, a, an obviously natural attacking midfielder. So he just looked like a a nice, solid, silky um, central midfielder. Unfortunately, it did, didn't work out for him. It didn't work out for him at Crew either. So you know, he's probably at a crossroads of his career, and he needs to. It's a bit of a bit of a plummet from um, 
playing in the Premier League to not getting in cruise team in the shape yeah. of space. Of I think years. there's some really interesting things in pre-season, isn't there, coming up when you think of Carl Edwards, Raheem Harper, how they're going to come back. Even someone like Idris El Mazzouni or Amando Dobra, what are they going to show in pre-season? Is someone like Corinne Darber going to come back and show a lot in pre-season? Cameron Humphreys, I think there's a, it's going to be very, very interesting pre-season, I think, this year. As it's going to be, yeah. Hopefully it's one of those ones where the competition spurs everyone on to be better and it's a really competitive but sort of good environment there. And I suppose it's also quite interesting to know, uh, you know, the timings of our signings. You know, how much time do you give these guys to potentially prove their worth before going out and signing someone who's potentially going to take their place, or do you have to sign someone because they're available and other people are hanging around, and and then by virtue of doing that, you're stunting the growth of someone else. It's quite interesting um, timing Juggling. perspective, isn't it? Yeah. But it's also like when you when you think that preseason starts in sort of just under three weeks, twenty for June, the players are back. We've already, you could already name a really solid 18 out of the players we've got here, couldn't you? Which is, like I say, if, you, if you're looking at the 3 4 2 1, you could say Walton in goal, back three, Danashian, Wolfenden, Edmondson, Burns on one side, or Penny on the other side, which is probably a weakness, but then Morsey and Ball in the middle, Aluko, Chaplin, Jackson behind them on the bench. You've then got Hladke, Burgess, Indaba. Evans, Humphreys, El Mazzuni, Jackson, Edwards, oh. Harper. I said it's, and that's on the first day of preseason. When you look where we where we were on the first day of preseason last year, you can see like, at the time I said it that we were really we were really struggling, and I and I thought we'd struggle once the season started because of how late we were getting players through the door. But this year, there's no. We should hit that hit the sort of hit the ground running right at the very start of the season, shouldn't we? When you see what we got there, and yeah, there probably will be two or three more come in and there'll be maybe one or two go out and then that might be more coming. But the spine of the team and the spine of the squad is there, not just the spine of the team, the spine of the squad is there, isn't it, at the moment now? Yeah. Totally, yeah. Totally different situation to last year. Um, Andrew, even if you any guys, any ideas on who the new kit manufacturer will be? Um, I couldn't possibly... You the wrong way, Richard. ...comment. Yeah. Um, so there you go. Uh, what else have we got? Oh, Robert, he's... From Andy Carroll to Connor Wickham, available on a free transfer, guys. Too much of a gamble, injury-wise. He hasn't done anything for so long, has he now? Like, Obviously, if you could get the Connor Wickham who's played Premier League football or good championship football, you'd take him in a heartbeat. But he, he just doesn't... Well, he just he just hasn't done anything for a long time now, has he? Like I say, he went to MK last year, got one goal, but only played 300-odd minutes there. So last season, he in totally played 350 minutes. The year before, he played 140. The year before that, he played 90 or 90-odd minutes. Just has not played much in his career. He just hasn't played much football. He's played 100, the equivalent of 147 league games in 13 seasons. And bearing in mind, he played 40 of them for us. So since he's left us, he's played the equivalent of 100 games. Yeah, it feels, as I said, it feels like a gamble, doesn't it? Um, Michael, can Burns play on left and right for us? All of our problems are solved. Um, anyone, any thoughts on that, Craig? Well, the same in the same game, <laughs> maybe quick. Yeah. He's quick, but he's not that quick. Um, yeah, potentially. But again, you, you're you're just having the same issue you'd have if if Edwards if Edwards played over that. It'd always be cutting in. You know, you'd, lo- you'd be you'd be losing such a lot from the right by, by moving him to the left. When you, I think, you just need to keep him in where he's just one swept the board and the, the player of the year uh, awards and got a, got a call up to his international team on the back of it, hasn't he? 
Yeah, a, f- a phenomenal, a phenomenal pickup, wasn't he? Let's uh, keep the, those Harry from Bath trademark covalent bonds. Yeah, covalent bonds together with him and Dynastian. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Blue Monday are delighted to be partnered with TalkSport Fan Network and NordVPN, giving you the best possible offering for browsing the internet securely. NordVPN opens up global streaming options for content not available in your region by switching your virtual location quicker than Wesburn's running down the wing. NordVPN acts like your cyber Sam Morsey whilst online, protecting your personal data and sensitive info like passwords and credit card details from falling into the wrong hands. For about the price of an ITFC match program a month or a Blue Monday Telegram subscription, you can get yourself a NordVPN account which can be used across six different devices. If you need to rapidly change direction like Amari Hutchinson, there's a 30-day money-back guarantee. To get the best discount off your NordVPN plan, go to nordvpn.com forward slash Blue Monday or click the link in the podcast or YouTube subscription to be taken straight there, supporting us here at Blue Monday in the process. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like home comforts. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home advantage with Mook Delivery. You win. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus. Serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Uh, Stephen, do you think the club will push out the boat and spend, uh, spend say, seven time million on the, the lad from Peterborough, which the lad from Peterborough being Jack Taylor, it seems to me that Don Ball is a cheaper version of that signing, isn't it? Yeah. I don't, I don't think so. I think Jack Taylor is more the sort of one that goes in midfield, but... I think you're going to struggle to have him as a midfielder in there with Evans, with Morsey, with Ball, to fit a Taylor in there who probably would be two million rather than the seven eight or the ten that Barry Fry's quoted. But there's a there's a lot of bodies going into there, isn't it? And you're going to struggle to keep everyone happy if you go too big there. Yeah, and so I don't think we'd spend seven to eight million pound on any player at League One level. Just feels like a bit of a stretch, doesn't it? Um, Paul, um, what have we heard on Umbro? Every every man and his dog on Twitter, seemingly, Paul. That's, so that's that's the basis of that. People's um, barbers were let, were letting it letting it slip, weren't they? Yeah. We'll find out in a I'm few. Not, I'm not saying like... I'm not saying who's been to the barber recently. Oh, I don't. No comment. No comment. The arrow. The pointing. We need to work on this for the new season. Pointing in the right places. Um, moving us on swiftly. Uh, moving us on very swiftly. Um, how do you? Oh, Michael. Um, I think we've dealt with this. How do you think Piggott's feeling? Stay and try and get in the team or go again at another club? Oh, he just looked shot, didn't he? Just looked, yeah. for want of a better word, he just looked yeah. shot towards the end of the season, didn't he? That, so Some me point, and Joe sometimes it's Oxford. just not a fit, is it? Yeah, me and Joe were at Oxford. He was bloody awful that day, wasn't he? I feel sorry it just, for it just doesn't seem to have the athletic profile required for a Kieran McKenna team. And when, when you look at the, the players we've signed here, two, two strong athletes have come in, the way Caden Jackson's played and... So I was, I, like I say, I know we're talking about the Premier League here, but it's so much about athleticism now. I think there was somebody on Twitter basically posting that other than goalkeepers and relegated players, that the top 10 oldest players in the league, regular starters, 
like Aaron Creswell is probably the tenth oldest player in the Premier, and he's thirty-one. And it's it's just it is so much about physicality now, so much about pace, athleticism now, and the way McKenna's played his football over the years is at Man United team and at that very top end where it's all about physicality. And I think we are gonna that's gonna be the one the one thing we see. The players who can't cut it physically are just not gonna do anything here now, I don't think. And it's not as it's not as if you can just rely on him just as a as a gun for hire to get you out of the division by scoring your twelve goals. He doesn't look like he's even he's gonna do that, does he, unfortunately? Um moving us slightly into different territory. Chris, I think another member of our Telegram group. Evening, Chris. You scouting in Suffolk non-existent from Ipswich. Norwich are regularly sending scouts to watch the nines, tens youth games in the area and picking up all the decent kids. Yeah, that's you've been pretty consistent on this point. Joe mentioned it mm-hmm. earlier. So that that's, needs to be part of this kind of root and branch kind of review, as you said, about the academy, doesn't it? Yeah. And like I said, the, the good thing is we have kept... We have kept bringing players through recently. When you look at the teams in recent years, we've done well at the top level, but it's, it's not going to be long before you see some players from Suffolk and from Ipswich that are breaking through at Norwich or at Colchester. And, and it's going to be a case of why are they there and not here, if that makes sense. And yeah. I, I, say, I think we haven't quite seen the sort of tail end of that. And it's, and it's then going to take a long, long time to turn that tank around effectively. Yep. Yep. Plenty of for the new I don't man. Know how it is down Brighton Sea? Is it Colchester down there more than West Ham? Um, yeah, well, it's, there's not an awful lot. It's Chelsea, I think. Actually, Chelsea got, I think, got a, um, a satellite place in Clacton. I think they've, they've got coaching there. Um, Colchester have got a fair bit, as you say. There's, there's not really any Ipswich um, around it. You can pay a bit of money and go up to the um, community stuff and do the coaching up there, um, but. There's, there's not really any scouts around here, I don't think. From More work stage. needed. Um, HCH, um, who also confirms that Johnny Depp has won his lawsuit, if anyone is at all interested in that. Spoiler alert, sorry, um, for those of you who wanted to watch it later on. HCH, on... <laughs> <laughs> um, um, are there any cases where a player is on a new long-term contract and then gone on to be sold for big? He's worried about Wes Burns, I'm sure. Surely Ashton will get lynched if Burns is sold. But uh, stranger things have happened, Craig. Yeah, and as Joe said, that's the reason why, well, one of the reasons why we do it is just protect ourselves, you know, should should the worst happen and, and a big bid comes in. You know, it's the reason why it's it's done. And again, just you, you can't knock anyone. You know, there'll be no blame associated with anyone because people have always got to progress their career. Whatever we think of these guys, you know, from our perspective, from an Ipswich, Ipswich Town supporters perspective, we can't believe anybody would ever want to leave. And, you know, we'd be more than happy to play League One football for the rest of their lives. But these guys have you know, got got loftier ambitions and you know, we, we cross the bridge when we come to it but I can't imagine for one second that on the back two weeks after signing a new contract we're going to get a, a multi-million pound bid on the back of a 60 minutes against uh, Poland yep we will see um, Stuart reckons um, ball is cover for Morsey um, we didn't have that last year I mean very similar players Joe would you go along with that or have we as McKenna kind of converted Morsey into more of a marauding box-to-box midfielder so that Ball can sit in and do what he does. Well, it seems that Morsey was playing that more forward role of the two, wasn't it, over nearly the whole time McKenna was here. He seemed to swap him and Evans over straight away. And I, th- I think it will stay that way. I think Morsey gives you a lot going up the pitch. Maybe his finishing could be a bit better, but he does get on the end of a lot and he does drive play going forwards there. So I think that 
Ball will be there just to free him up a bit more personally, yep. but we'll, that could all change. We might go to a free in there for all we know. Yeah, you got Evans there as well. You know, at the end of the day, we can't forget about Lee Evans, who's played an awful lot of football in the Championship and League One. He's doing a decent job for McKenna before he got injured, wasn't he? So again, it'll be another intriguing part of, of pre-season, assuming that um, assuming that he's fit and, and back and firing, is how how they are all fit in, or whether it will be horses to courses, as Joe said at the very beginning. And he's our primary set-piece taker as well. We need, Unless we just give up with corners and free kicks, which frankly haven't served us a huge amount well, have they? So um, HDH, you're also thinking Piggott, not like to get any takers on his current wage. Maybe it's maybe it's a lone guys, maybe on, on Piggott. Um, yeah. We'll have to wait and see. Even it's a Boba Fett, 1989. Um, do we have a chance of getting Johnson, Clark, Harris and Peterborough? Joe, that's a kind of an ever-present link, isn't it? Clark, Harris? Oh, it's, yeah. It's the bill. Well, good striker, isn't he? he? Scores a lot of goals at this level. I think he, I think he's been well reported on the sort of hard truth podcast with Darren McAnthony that he turned up to last preseason in pretty bad shape, and it took him most of the year to get fit. But he still got, he still got double figures championship goals last year. After that, but it is it does sort of raise a character concern, doesn't it, when you see a player going into the biggest season of their career turning up in bad shape? But he certainly, he certainly would get you goals if you got him here. But he's not going to be cheap and. I don't know whether he'd be one we'd go in for, but I think everyone would be quite excited to see him turn up. And I suppose he's another another one, Rich, sorry, just going back to your um, George Hurst um, reference earlier, he's another one who's probably 27, 28, rather than 22, 23. So I suppose you've got to worry about the the demographic of your squad. You don't want to be getting too many and guys. And sell-on as well. It'll be in yeah. the yeah. hasn't got that. We but, don't yeah. have a huge amount of sell-on value in the squad, do we, when, when you look at it? No. Yeah. Um, Note for Andy Carroll, unfortunately, um, for that one. But um, another name in the mix, Charlie Austin, the old, you know, the old dependables, but old Premier League and EFL strikers. Charlie Austin, quick yes or no on that one, guys? I don't think he's got enough in the tank, has he, to play regularly. I think that's why he's dropped down, that he, he can only play sort of one game out of three. Yeah. Great. Yeah, no, so I, I, I think I'll, I'll be, I'd be going for a, a younger up and coming to fill that last yeah for that last spot indeed um josh any to josh could it be the case that we've gone for quality players on a free rather than paying a fee and then investing heavily uh thin a certain ooh, in a certain position yeah. yes yeah. so saving our all of our chips all putting it, all of our eggs in one basket keeping our powder dry um thoughts on that Craig? i mean uh, yeah, there could be a big money signing up front, I suspect, because you've got to pay for goals. Is generally the way I think about it. So yeah, potentially, or Josh potentially possibly correct there. Yeah, absolutely. Or you're you're signing Selena on a permanent, maybe. You know, you're putting your money towards that instead. We don't know. So the transfer window hasn't even opened yet. As it was another six days or so, five six days till it opened. So um, yeah, I think we'll, things will be a lot clearer. I think hopefully, as Joe's saying about pre-season and getting the people in the door. I'm sure they're trying everything they can to get the vast, vast majority of their playing squad ready to go in what will be three weeks' time, is it? They're coming back pre-season. Mm. And leads me on to Charlie D's question. Is it definitely Loughborough pre-season? Pretty certain it is, yes. isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Um, McKenna's got history there, hasn't he, I think? so. A lot of them have, haven't they? Yeah. yeah and Jamie Turnbull. Clapham's there, isn't he? Is he? Head of their football, he's their oh, really? football, head football coach or something like that. So there you go. Maybe we'll yeah, see if we can f- hunt down Jamie Clapham and get his insights as to how things work. See if on. we can see if he's got a son who can also play on the left hand side. Oh, yeah, a few problems for us. Man, Jamie Clapham. 
God, he would be a good option, wouldn't he? Especially yeah, in the McKenna good. team with his versatility across changing positions. Probably under Burley, he used to change three or four times in every game, let alone across the season, and just roll there. I think he'd be a, a good player in the McKenna team. Skip asking um, whether any youngsters on loan. I quite like this as an option, as, as certainly for players who maybe aren't likely to demand a start. Um, thoughts on that one, Joe? Uh, I'm not, I'm not massively keen on it because I think the problem is in League One, you end up sort of getting a lot of first loans, don't you? And sometimes those players aren't able to cut it really in league football. So you've got to be very, very lucky. And often they come with caveats that you have to play a certain amount of teams, certain amount of times or you're paying more money. And I'd say we tried it last year with Louis Barry. And in the squad full of senior players, I'm not sure. Are we going to get youngsters who are a lot better than Cameron Humphreys, for example, who looks a really sharp player? Might it work for the goalkeeper, the backup goalkeeper position, perhaps? Yeah, possibly. possibly Is it better to be a reserve keeper here and play a few cup games than... But then we've already got a youngish reserve goalkeeper. He's at 23, isn't he? Yeah, you'd rather you'd rather play him. But no, I, I'm, I'm sure we will have a couple of loans in from somewhere because it always happens. But I'm, I can't say it's something I'm really desperate to see happen personally. They've got to make a difference, haven't they? As you say, they've really got to make a difference to the squad. Otherwise, there's no point. Be. I know, I appreciate, um, I think Villa or Louis Barry himself came out and said that they actually got what, what they wanted out of the loan. He may not have got a hat for we the didn't. games. But well, no, we certainly didn't. But you know, he got he moved out away from home, out of the comfort zone, went to different places. You know, got, was involved in different match day scenarios, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera, and he would have been just stuck in the bubble of um, Everton's under twenty three. Yep. Um, FPL tracks, I think, agreeing with with Joe here on ins and outs. Um, so yeah, I think that's a pretty much an endorsement of your position there, Joe. Robert, yeah, um, the ball interview, we I saw it on, on their Twitter account, but it usually ends up on the club YouTube before too long as well. So hopefully you'll find it there. Um, otherwise, we'll, we'll do a retweet maybe later on when we've finished. Um, Paul, good to see some players being added with physical presence, players who get, can get stuck in um, against the likes of Morecambe and Cheltenham and... Cambridge and dot, 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 dot. Um, how many players leaving? We've kind of debated this. We've certainly suggested that Ladke and Higgett might be players to leave. Any any other thoughts on that I one, guys? I think there's a few, isn't there, where there could be interest in them. I'd say Rakeem Harper, Idris El Mazzouni, Armando Dobra, Cameron Burgess. I, I think if there was interest in him, I'd, it would surprise me if you let him go. But it's, it's difficult because a lot of these guys earn good money, don't they? And mm-hmm. They're coming off the back of a season where they finished eleventh in League One, and and we're happy to let them go. So, so where where do they go effectively? I, yeah. I don't know, but I'm, I'm sure there's players that we'd be listening to offers for. Yep. Um, Craig, would you get um, Santi, as he's now called, uh, back on loan? Is that something? It feels like a deal could be done there for Selena, doesn't it? Yeah, I'd have thought so, and I'd 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 have thought that Dijon probably want to get him off the books permanently as well and he probably wants to be find himself a, a permanent home for for a little while as well you know it's been a bit of state of flux for a, a year or two himself hasn't he so um i wouldn't be averse to to it being a permanent i'm not entirely sure i want i want another loan to be perfectly honest with it i don't see the you know, we may as well get it done and get it done permanently if we want the guy um and then he's here he's ours and for a couple of years at least hopefully one of those being in the in the championship isn't he yeah yeah <laughs> 
I yeah, I, I, I don't know. Out of ten, ten saying is definite. One is not. What's your thoughts? He'll be back in the squad because in in the summer and for for next season. Five. Because a lot of people, I, a lot of people seem to think it's definitely going to happen. I'm I'm just not convinced. I, I think we've got a chance. I think we've oh. got a, I think we've got a chance if he if he's coming back to England. I think we've got a chance. But I'd I'd, I'd be going out for him if we could get him. I'd be going out for him. But I think it'd probably be a one that you'd probably end up with another loan this year. So I, mm. I, I think he's still on that big contract at Dijon. I think we'd still be picking up a part of that bill. But if I if I could get him, I would I would get him. I think he's a difference maker. I thought it was a maybe didn't do as much as some expected last year, but also he he was coming into the season no preseason serious heart issues after COVID coming in unfit. But I think, I think once you saw him in the McKenna team, he became a lot more involved in the games in the McKenna team, a lot more on the ball and dictating the sort of play for me, for me, from what I saw over the game. And he was a regular starter till the end of the season. Once McKenna came into the side. And I think, I think if you can get him, you do get him because he offers you so much. I, th- I just, I still refer back to that match. We went to rich, um, the Morecambe game where, it was just pretty dire, wasn't it, for 70-odd minutes and it was on a dodgy old sand-laden pitch and then he came off the bench and the ball just stuck just stuck to his foot. It just looked like he was playing a completely different game to everyone else on the pitch as soon as he came on the pitch. Yep. Yep, he's got the X-factor, hasn't he? So we shall see. Um, Charlton have gone for Castori for their kit manufacturer, Villarav as well. I, I, I still kind of refer to the previous answer. I'm pretty... It would be a big swing around to, to not be that. And in terms of when, certainly sounds like middle of June, Robert, is when we're expecting a kit. Even if to Daryl, kid's going to Norwich. Um, he, Steve McGavin, Joe, will have something to do with that. Steve McGavin's at Aston Villa now. So I think he's oh, been at Aston Villa a while. So it's Norwich were already had their tanks well and truly parked on our lawn before Steve McGavin left the club. I'm sure that helped with some contacts down here as well. But no, I think it's just very important that we we need to sort of totally reshape what we're doing in the academy at the, at the, at the lower age levels, especially. Skip ball, let Morsey run forward. Yeah, I think we were agreeing with that. Um, Adam flattening it. Adam, and, so, sorry, sticking with the academy stuff as well. I know that Bristol City were very. Um, I think they were very sort of heavy on their recruitment at sort of like 15, 16, that sort of age group. So. Players like Tyreek Backington, who would come through at Luton, they sort of went after him quite strongly. And but they signed a lot of players when sort of Mark Ash and Gary Private were there. So I wonder if that's a route we go down a bit more of. But ultimately, Bristol Bristol City had the sort of, well, Bristol is a huge city tied up with academies. You don't hear of many players coming through the Bristol Rovers Academy or Bath or players around there. So they, they obviously got it right at Bristol City there. So it's just making sure that Gary Private leads that to get it right at Ipswich as well. Yeah. Um, Morsey to score 10 was Adam's point. Uh, they kind of dovetail quite neatly as those two points. Um, Trevor, Amos, seen as Trevor, Ball is a good player, but I was looking for someone with a goal threat, only four goals in 210 apps. That's not it's not really his job, is it? Should we be worrying too much about that? No. I think the, no. I think the bigger worry is that Sam Morsey is not a goal scorer and he's the one that maybe will be expected to. And yeah. like I say, he he could have scored 10 goals in the second half of last season, the amount of chance that he got. But if, if Morsey can get you 10, 12 goals next season, I think we'd all take that. Yeah. Um, Flim Flam, watch that interview between Mark Ashton and Stuart Cox, the new head of venue. Um, 
plucked from Norwich, I think. Um, talking about the match they experience, anything they could learn from the Italians, Joe? I think it, I think it's the Ipswich fans that need to be watching the Italians rather than the Ipswich club because it's just it's just the fan experience that is unbelievable there. Remind us Joe about Fares your calls out Ipswich Town fans. <laughs> the zombies. <laughs> brave, brave move, slags. Joe. Very brave yeah. move. We need, who, who, who needs to work harder? Is it all of us, Joe, or is it is it a role for blue action maybe in the off-season? Well, I've, what, it, what it was at Rome that was so impressive, it was the whole stadium for so long before the game. So I, I think blue action do a brilliant job at their end as I backpedal furiously here. But, <laughs> no, it's corporate seat. The blue action keep a, a really good atmosphere where they are, but that doesn't spread around the whole ground and, Really, it's only the North Stand that sings it, which you get a bit around the grounds. But I don't, I don't think that's ever going to change. Really, you're not going to have the rest of the ground in there singing the club anthem for 30 minutes before kickoff. I think I might be. There dreaming. are, there are starting to, to be fair. There are starting to be little pockets. There's a pocket just above you in um, in the South Stand towards the um, the away fans that do. There's a, there's a little clump of kids and and Matt, I think, that sit in the uh, a, a block, Holman, yeah. terrace yeah, down the bottom there. Give as good as they. Get, well, as, as the North Stand that. fills up, effectively, the North Stand lower is basically sold out every game now. You will find the people that would normally go there but can't get in there spreading elsewhere. So yeah. it will start picking up around the ground, I'm sure of it. It used to be, didn't down in the in the 91-92 season, it was the um, the lower Pioneer, wasn't it? That was quite um, Larry down the bottom corner there towards the North Stand. That's where the celebrations always used to end up, didn't they? The Kiwamia dance and all that used to head off that one. It sounds like we've all got to do some pre-season training and getting ourselves in, <laughs> in match fitness for the start of the new season, um, having been called out by Joe Fares. Um, before we finish off with the last few comments, a few bits and pieces of um, things to mention. Obviously, it's not the biggest time of year for us in terms of content. Um, we've got a few bits and pieces we're in negotiation for and we're hoping to have made a bit more progress, but things are a bit more drawn out than we would hope. But there are still plenty of Blue Monday content there in our in our archives, not least interviews with the likes of Mark Detmer, Mark Ashton, Christian Walton, Simon Milton, Kieran Dyer, Alan Lee, Matt Holland, Russell Osmond, Ray Crawford, Pablo Canada, Jason Gazelle, Tommy Miller, just off the top <laughs> of my head, Joe, Jim Jilton. Um, and, and the folks in the ITC women's team, our 21-22 season review, all still available. So go and peruse our YouTube channel if you're looking for a Blue Monday fix. But we will have bits and pieces as and when there's, I think Joe and I at least will be talking in a very nerdy way about football kits when the new shirt is, is revealed, finally. Um, but stuff will be out there, but um, don't expect kind of the, the relentless cycle as we are we have in the season um, because we quite like a bit of a break as well. Um, the one thing I would mention is great to see some of the folks from our Telegram group involved in the chat. Do get involved in that. If you want to continue the debate, um, if you're missing out on Blue Monday content but want to chat with us, but chat with the wider Blue Monday community. It's been great. Really enjoyed that. Then head over to Telegram. If you go to our website, bluemondayitfc.co.uk, um, all the details to join our Telegram group hosted by Leveler are there. Um, the first two weeks are free. They're on us. And if you like it and want to stick around, that would be lovely. But really enjoyed that debate, guys. Um, and everyone's getting involved there. And it's, yeah, lots of different topic areas as well. So so do get involved in that. Um, and as always, if you're watching us on YouTube um, and you haven't subscribed yet, give us a, pop us a subscription, you know, then the stuff just lands magically in your YouTube subscriptions. But otherwise, if you give us a thumbs up, it just nudges us up the algorithms and um, gets further, our content further and wider, which is great for us. But um, as always, um, 
this is the show for you guys. So we'll finish on everyone else's comments and then we'll say goodbye. Um, mentions of Malik Wilkes, guys. I, I think that's Twitter speculation, isn't it? Um, but, be a hell of a signing. Yeah, striker slash winger, isn't he? But that's the caliber of kind of player that you might want to spend a good sum of money on, isn't it? This is GJ talking about JG. Yeah, Malik Wicks, top target. We don't know. No one's going to speculate. I'm trying to. I'm trying to draw them out, JG, but no one's. No one's biting. Um, I'm moving on. I, I haven't. I haven't heard the name, but that would be a hell of a sign if you could get hold of him, wouldn't it? Yeah, yeah. Adam. Fun, so I think. I think the next. The next two or three weeks is going to be quite interesting, isn't it? So that that lead up to pre-season, hopefully we'll get a few more deals done. And they could they could be the big ones that get done in the next three weeks. So stay, I just wonder whether you try and get hold of the left back relatively soon, and then all of a sudden you sort of can try and push it out into the window to get your top targets towards the end of it there. Because I think once we get the once we get the left back in, we're really sort of good to go. So much to yep. start the season, aren't we? And then you try and if you can add that real quality to it at that point, I think you do that. But I'm going to skip us through a pace to get through all of these ones because we are clocking in a well over an hour, much more than I, but people have stayed with us. So thank you for sticking out for the, for the end. We'll go, we'll go right to the death and all these comments as well. Trevor is back, Craig, and, and mooting Troy Parrott. What's your take on that one? Yeah, maybe he did. Okay? A, yeah, he did. Okay. Didn't he at, at MK? Uh, and he probably, again, would, would you be able to get him on, on a actual permanent rather than a loan, the Tot- Tottenham aren't going to want him, are they? Wouldn't think anymore. So he's going to need to move again. We're talking about people prog- leaving and moving on for the sake of their own career. He's got to get to a point in time where he starts thinking about finding himself a permanent home where he's going to play forty games a season rather than getting shipped out on loan to various places. Mm. Yeah, he's, um, he's one that you definitely take. Well, not definitely, but if, I think a permanent deal you take him. But I wouldn't be too worried about a loan. Okay, Paul. Um, a possible change of formation shape. I mean, Craig, I think it was you who alluded to three-man midfield, maybe. Um, your thoughts on whether that this is a possibility? Yeah, well, I, I, I think that in turn, I think we'll keep... I think we'll keep it as he is because we had the chance to do it last season and, and didn't. You know, we still we kept playing a certain way with, with a certain players in the certain positions. Um, pre-se- as ever, pre-season will tell us everything, won't it, in terms, in terms of um, how we're set up. The fact that we've now got these three... Um, experienced, potentially first choice central midfielders may indicate that we are maybe doing looking to do something else. He wouldn't be signing Bullford to to put him on the bench, would he? Mm, yeah, we will find out in a few weeks' time, won't we? Uh, Matty talking about um, happy with the uh, ball sign. We assume does this make Morsey leaving more likely? I mean, Joe, this speculation's kind of gone quite a little bit. Was if it was ever there before you? Is Morsey going to leave? Unless I guess we're going to we're going to splash the cash, but is that likely? I don't, I, I don't think so. I've heard on um, I think it was on the Kings of Anglia podcast that one of the guys, maybe Stuart Andy, said that there's six or seven championship teams interested in him. But I don't see that deal gets done because I think it's going to take too much for us to release him effectively, unless he throws his toys out the pram and says he has to go. But I, 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 don't, I just don't see it happening. I, I think he'll stay here. He seems been... quite active. Sorry, he seems quite active in the responses to. Is what you're going to say, Rich? In terms of yeah. responses to the signings, the guys that are coming in, he seems to be re- replying to those. Um... He was at the Suffolk show as well, apparently, today. So, yeah, I make of that what you will. Um, Skip saying it's a Selena in a. Um, I think Selena in front of a decent left wing back with a switch on strike will be different class. I think we can see that certainly. And um, Balls, even to Balls, think we'll try Simpson. I think he's making a point there. I'm turning it into a question. 
I think he'll be sold when he goes. Doesn't seem likely, does it? But maybe he'll be used as a part of a deal. But I'd, I'd like to see him get a chance personally. And Biles, um, great to have you with us as well. We've we've missed you too, and we've missed the football. Um, uh, and it will be back as soon as it, you flick your fingers. It will be July. Only we'll be two months to go. It'll, yeah, it'll fly past. I guarantee you. Um, FBI tracked the scene. It's such a difficult deal to do. So many parties, large wages, etc. Um, a late one is his prediction for that one. Um, yeah. How many goals will our box-to-box centre-backs score from open play? Um, difficult one to predict there, one, but certainly they need to score more. And certainly from... I, I, Dan talks about open play. What about bloody set-pieces, guys? Come on. No one yeah. we, need, we, de- we, we need those guys to contribute goals. I mean, Edmondson yeah. got a couple last year, but between Edmondson, Wolfenden, Danassian and Darby, if they play, you want to be seeing... 10 goals between those four. I know it's not a huge amount or big target, but you want that. Higher than a 10, Craig. Higher than a 10. <laughs> Twice. I've yeah. just got one in Russian now, haven't I? Um, I so. Bar's mentioning cup runs. We, we, we won't win FA or League Cup. Um, do we give EFL Trophy a proper run and get our fans to Wembley, Craig? That's what you we want. Are destined, we're destined cup, never, to, never to get to the, the, I'm going to call it the new Wembley. Was it 20, 20 years old, 22 years old? Um, yeah, don't. I wouldn't put your get onto your betting account and stick stick fifty p on us getting there again. I wouldn't. Say. And the fun stops. Yeah. What what we talked about earlier about the sort of competitive squad and high quality throughout. That we should have enough in our second teams to get through these early cup games because, like, we got knocked out. I know we absolutely battered them, but we got knocked out of the League Cup by Newport, and they made ten changes. We made ten changes. Well, our ten changes should beat theirs comfortably. We got knocked out of the. Papa John's Trophy by Arsenal in the 21s when we were 2-0 up in the game. We, we should be able to progress in these tournaments without without playing our first team with them, really, shouldn't we? Yep. Wholeheartedly agree with that one. Um, final bits and pieces. Robert, do you think Ed Sheeran would buy a percentage of the club in the future? I suspect not, but he might be... It's quite an American thing, though, isn't it? That they, they bring in actual big sports people's investors into it. So I wouldn't, I wouldn't rule it out. I think Phoenix Rising of a couple of... Cisco or someone like that invested in it. I don't know. Fallout Boy or Cisco or, or stuff like that. Who it? knows? Pentium processor. Fall on a free. I, I think that. I think that ship has sailed. Biles, mm. personally. Um, He's got a new haircut. I noticed. There you go. Bleach who, blonde, who? isn't it? Who? Bon. 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 Has he? Well, there you go. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Head on to Instagram, check that one out. Um, there we go. Um, Flim Flam, I don't know what you mean about that impression. Um, Robert's <laughs> going for the double. That's what we want. Um, uh, Craig, thank you for joining us. Keep the beard. Hashtag keep the beard. Joe, you can go and have a lie down now and chill out. Thank you for joining us. And thank you, everyone, for for sticking with us for the whole show. An hour and seven odd minutes. We've really enjoyed it. We'll be back to talk about more bits and pieces, I'm sure, in the next few weeks. Um, Stephen, thank you for, um, for your comments. Charlie D., Skip, thank you for that. Michael down in Australia, thank you for joining us. Um, We will be back soon. And um, until then, uh, enjoy the summer. And I usually say, what what kind of, what's the kind of sign off that we can, because we've got no football to talk about. You know, come on, you blues. Come on, you signings. Someone needs to come up with something quickly. Come and join us on Telegram. Come and join us on Telegram. There you go. Thanks all. Um, See you soon. Yeah, come and join us on Telegram. We'll end with that. Thanks, everyone. Bye.
It's the promotion running. Everyone is gathered round to watch. The McNuggets share boxes are there offering much needed distraction. Your mate's already been booked for double dipping, but in you swoop to steal the last nuggets and claim all three points. Oh, and there is the Harry Clark fist pump to celebrate. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in at participating restaurants. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.